Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, Rick, the Rays win 7-3, to but rooting for UF had a question. Should Bush Gardens rename Iron Gwazi to the Rays' bullpen? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> it's a roller coaster Should... that goes up and down and left and right. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Okay. It's a joke and a good one. Iron Quasi, huh? I, I always, you know, John Gruden used to always say this because um, he's a Bush, big Bush Gardens guy, noted Bush Gardens guy, John Gruden. Anytime things were like a, like kind of up and down like that, he goes, it's like a riot on the Shikra, man. <laughs> His was the Sheikra. He loved the Sheikra, which I just like saying Sheikra. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, is any lead safe these days? I suppose it was, you know, they finally nailed it down. Yeah, well, it you got know, this, scary, this though. In, I mean, they, oh, they were up yeah. 5-1, and then all of a sudden it was 5-3, and you had the tying run coming to the plate. Well, and to be honest with you, it wasn't like, it wasn't like they didn't go to one of their bet, better closers, <laughs> too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it would have been different if they had some DFA guy out there, which they didn't. I got this from a lot of people um, that were watching the game, apparently, on Tuesday. And then, you know, obviously the the bullpen has, you know, sort of been the story, right? Mm-hmm. And I... <laughs> Tell me what you think of this, because I mean, I understood the question. I knew it was going to have. I knew I knew somebody was going to say something. I got to be honest with you. I was kind of thinking about it too. Um, Shane McClanahan lights out performance. Mm-hmm. No walks. We've been talking about how you know there was more meat on the bone. Well, he took that away too. Um, no walks, just the one run. And more than that, he hadn't thrown very many pitches, just a little over 80 pitches through seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I got a lot of this on, on Twitter from people saying, hey, man, what's the deal? Why are you taking him out of the game, you know, at 82 pitches? You know, what, what's what's 12 or 15 more going to do to hurt him? I mean, the, the bullpen's been fairly taxed, taxed, or taxed as it is, and – you know he's dealing, and and so you know this is this is like people are like this is another Kevin Cash deal. You know it's it's not the World Series of Blake Snell, but it's just like, come on, man. You know let him let him go because he's he was so efficient. I mean, eighty two mm-hmm. pitches through seven, and I didn't have a problem with him taking him out. In fact, if you can't nail down a five one lead after a guy goes out there and throws the way he did, then you've got even bigger problems than I think you do. Now, they might they might in fact have those problems as it turns out, but <laughs> um it's it's May. You know, this is the thing, like we're still sitting here and we're not to Memorial Day yet. 
and Shane McClanahan is undefeated. Is he 8-0 now? Is that what the record is? 8-0, only the third pitcher in Rays history to start 8-0. And no pitcher has started 9-0 in Rays history. All right, we'll tackle that question here in just a second. And I I got some thoughts about that. He's the third pitcher to start. First of all, I'm surprised there were two others. A little mm-hmm. a little surprised. Um, and secondly, I bet I get him wrong. So we'll get that. We'll tackle that in just a minute. But here's the thing, like, They've had two starters go down for the season, okay, we think. Mm-hmm. Springs for sure, and then, um, well, I mean, who's the other one that we, there's like on a 90-day DL or something like that? Jeffrey uh, Springs and Drew Rasmussen are the two. Drew, Mar- Drew Rasmussen, mm-hmm. thanks. Now, those two guys were lights out before they got hurt, okay? Looks like they're, they both could miss. Well, one will miss the season, the other one could miss the season as well. You know, you're going to get Tyler Glasnow back beginning Saturday. For how long? What does he look like? What's his workload going to be? I don't know. You know, like those are those are unknown things. But let's assume that he he jumps back in the rotation, and that will certainly fortify that. And also, you would think, presumably, start to begin to to save your bullpen. Okay, so so all that stuff is happening. But you want you want Shane McClanahan to take the ball every five days from now until well into October, if not November, okay? He has so much highway ahead of him that if I can get him out of a game after seven innings in May and that translates to a little more pitch count when I need it, really need it in October, I'm going to do it every time. 100%. I mean, this is, I mean, this, this is not, you know, and I know that people turn on the games and I turn on the games and we all think, Wow, they need to win this game, and wow, they had a five to one lead, and boy, here comes the tying run, and you know, well, here we go. Why did they take him out? And you're focused on on any singular game, but if you're Kevin Cash or you're the Rays, or even if you're Shane McClanahan, you have to look at the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is they expect to play more meaningful games in October, and Shane McClanahan is going to have to be on the bump if they're going to win them. Period. You know, he's going to get the ball first in every playoff series that they play. I don't care how good Tyler Glass no pitches or anybody else. Shane is your ace. He has proven it. Um, he has the most playoff experience. Hell, I think his first appearance was in the postseason in, in Major League Baseball. And so you need him to pitch the biggest games, maybe even into the World Series. Now, how do we get there, right? I don't know how many innings he logged last year, but it was a bunch. But remember... They had to shut him down for a little while. You know, they, they had to back off some because the velo was coming down somewhat and it was the furthest he's ever been. And so I think, you know, armed with that knowledge, you you take the mulligans where you can get them. And, and nothing's guaranteed. You know, 5 one's not a guaranteed lead in the American League, especially against Toronto. I mean, Toronto has about eight guys that can pop one in any minute. And and have and I mean they're coming off a twenty to one win, so, but but you got these guys in a position where you should be able to get your three outs, your six outs, whatever is required. So I I just don't I just think people you know they watch the game and they're like oh he's doing really good why did he take him out because Kevin Cash's job is is to win a World Series, it's not to win a series against Toronto in May, it's not to win a game against Toronto in May. Yes, that is nice. That gets you there. Um, but you know what? They got the guys down there. And if you're not going to turn to them now, if you you know, 
not every situation has to be a high leverage situation. You don't always want to bring in somebody when there's, you know, a one run lead, uh, bases loaded and zero outs like that. That's not always the situation you want to hand the ball to your bullpen to. Sometimes you like to hand it to him with, with a three or four run lead and say, go get me six outs. And that's what Kevin Cash did. And I think it was the right thing. And had it not worked out, it, it, even if it did, even though it did work out, I still think we saw what we've seen pretty much all year. And that is this bullpen um, is not as reliable as they hoped. It is thin in many areas. And even, even their top two guys are fallible, right? Even, even they are capable of maybe not doing what they did a year ago. And it's, it's going to be a story. I mean, it is. It, it could be the story of the season. Before it's all over, everybody may look back at, you know, they may look back at the Rays season and say, wow, what a year, what a team, what a shame that they weren't able to address the bullpen. Of all things, they finally get a ton of offense. Um, they beat up on the American League East. They win probably, you know, the division again going away. They get a bunch of home field advantage, and then they're not able, not able to finish it because the thing that hurt them all year hurts them in the playoffs, and that's the bullpen. We'll see. We'll see if it stays that way. But I, I can't – I don't have any problem with them taking Shane McClanahan out of that game. In fact, I would have scratched my head if they let him continue. Uh, you can't complain about the Rays pitching injuries that many believe is more yeah. than other teams. There if you're you go. going to keep overusing pitchers or there you go. And doing things like that. So if you're one who complains yeah. about the amount of injuries that the Rays pitching staff has and they're doing something wrong, then right. saving innings on a pitcher when you're up five to one, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, your bullpen should be able to lock that down, even if you're scuffling. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and Jason Adams scuffled, but Kevin Kelly came in and did a good job. He did. And then, and the then Fairbanks as well. Mm-hmm. Jason Adams is scuffling, and that wor- yep. that's a little worrisome. Yes, it because is. Because your two, your two big guns in your bullpen is Jason Adams and Pete Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. And if one of them is scuffling, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to get through games. You know, now, it, now it Sean put, Armstrong you know, pitched. Fairbanks. Yeah, Sean Armstrong pitched in, in a rehab stint today, pitched very well, two innings. I think he struck out the side in the second right. inning. Right. Um, and Andrew Kittredge, you're going to hope to get back soon, too to help mm-hmm. but but look it's a long season 162 games you can't play every game that you have to win so let me play my starter my this whoever more than i should you know you've got to take the long view of things particularly when you've started the season 35 and That's 15 right. you know you've got a yeah, little I mean, you have a 20 game you're 20 you're mm-hmm. yeah 20 games over 500 to begin the game um you know, my, my concern, it, they're, they're just not deep down there. They don't. We talked about this ad nauseum. Like, they, mm-hmm. they don't have that stable of guys that can throw 98, as, as Kevin Cash was fond of saying, when they got in a beanball war. Uh, and it's fair to question, okay, who is Jason Adam? Mm-hmm. Like, what did we see a guy who came on, took the league by storm, had that one magical season, and may not be able to repeat it. That happens in baseball. That happens all the mm-hmm. time. You know, teams adjust. Uh, one year to the next isn't always the same. That 
that's the greatness. You know, I mean, the thing about baseball is you're not judged on any given game or any given season. How many times have you seen a rookie come up and maybe have a hot week or even a hot hot month, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, hmm, this guy isn't as good as I thought. Like, you know, he, he's having trouble getting a hit because teams adjust. And the test of a major league player, it's a marathon, right? It's not whether you make it, you know, you win the first mile. It's what you do with the next 16 or 15. And then, you know, what, what's after that? Um, and so we don't know, really. I mean, we think we see his stuff. He's got good stuff. We don't know if Jason Adams is going to be able to even come close because he was so good to what he did a year ago. Let's see. You know, you're hoping, you're sure counting on him, you know, because it's him and Pete Fairbanks right now. I mean, those are, those are your two go-to guys, whether it's eighth and ninth inning or both of them pitching the ninth or whatever the leverage situation is. You you want to turn the ball over to those guys. But I don't know if Adam, and we may look back on his career and go, well, I had that one really good year, you know. And we have examples of that in this organization, don't we? I mean, haven't there been guys that came in and had a good season and then, you know, didn't yeah, well, necessarily I mean, repeat it? I mean, that. I mean, there's lots of cases of that in the organization. I mean, I'll, I'll, I can think of a pitcher off the top of my head who had two good months. That's what I mean. Yeah. And everyone thought was an ace. It's Chris Archer. A perfect example. Take out those two Chris months. Archer. Take out those two months he had. Really good one. I think it was Perfect in 16, game. maybe in 15. I don't remember the he year. He won 18 games that year, I yeah, think. But it was two good months. Outside that, he was a 500 pitcher at best. At best, right. And you could see the stuff, and you mm-hmm. you still mm-hmm. you still believed he could he could repeat what he did that one season because, you know, but you could never get him consistent enough to do to replicate that. That was that was it. Um, and he made a lot of money, and and you know when they traded him, they got a great haul back and all that. Um, but I, I I don't know, I don't know who Jason Adams. I don't know that mm-hmm. you know we're gonna get to October and go well, they're good there. They got Adam and Fairbanks, and you know it's a seven inning game. Um, that may or may not be the case, and maybe some other some other player uh, will step up and have that Jason Adam type of year, you know, because there's plenty of opportunities ahead of them, but. Um, the other thing is, you know, the guy brought this up too. He goes, you know, well, I remember, you know, like when they let him go, like big James, big game James, man, he had all those, and we became complete game James. James Shields had all those, all those complete games. Baseball, even though Shields didn't pitch that long ago, um, it's different, man. I don't remember James Shields, you know, Throwing ninety eight, um, and you know, there, there's all this emphasis now. And I'm not saying this is good for the game, but it's just what it is. There's all this emphasis on velocity. There's all this emphasis on spin rate. Um, you don't see anybody, and I mean anybody in the major leagues, going out there and tossing complete games. It's rare, right? I don't care who you're talking about. Name the best pitcher in the American League, the best pitcher in the National League. How many complete games do you think they're going to have this year? Teams don't really want them to, to be honest with you, for the mm-hmm. same reason we didn't see it with McClanahan. So the game is different. Uh, the The emphasis on on how to attack hitters is different. And quite frankly, the the injury rate is way higher. 
uh, and probably because of those things, right? Probably because of the emphasis on velocity and all that. So, yeah, you, you could you can bring up Bob Gibson, you know, and I marvel at the guys, you know, back in the '60s and the '70s, and you know they raised the mound, and you know they they'd have twenty something complete games a season. Those days are gone, man. And and if they could, some of those Hall of Famers played in this era, absolutely. And, and would they have put up those numbers? Probably not, because they wouldn't have been allowed to. You know, that you didn't have quite the specialization that you have now of of these closers, and you know that 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 started to to change pretty quickly. You know, um, in the late '60s, early '70s, with with some of the closers and things, but. Yeah, it's it's just the game is different. It's just different, and 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 old school people, you know, I would consider myself among them that have seen baseball for so many years would go, man, the guy was so efficient. You know, eighty something. I, you know, you you wonder that to yourself, but it, it's just it's different. And on a raised team, and and in baseball where there's so many injuries and there's so such a long way to go, especially in a special season, like you, you can look if they play 500 ball, right? I haven't done the math on this, but I'm guessing if they play 500 ball, they're 21 games over 500. I'm guessing you're winning close to a hundred games, if not more. So that's probably going to get you an AL East title and a pretty good, you know, pretty good home field advantage for at least a number of playoff series. Like that's, that's kind of this team's having a special year. And the one thing you can say is they keep swinging the bats, man. Jose Siri again. Mm-hmm. He's what's he got? Eight or nine home. I mean, they have yeah. so many guys. Luke Rayleigh with eight, eight to ten. Yeah, Luke Rayleigh. I mean, they have so many guys with eight to ten home runs right now. It's ridiculous. You have four guys that hit thirty this year, you know, or more. Um, so there's a lot of positives, but yeah, I just thought that I understood it, but I just thought that that people yep. were sort of climbing on Kevin Cash a little unnecessarily. You have six guys at eight or more home runs. You have 11 guys with seven or more home runs. 11 guys with seven. That's the number right there. Mm-hmm. 11 guys with seven or more. You know? And we're how many games are we into this season? Like 51. 40? 51. Oh, it's 51. Okay. All right. Well, so you're you're roughly not even a third. Almost a third. The you're way you're basically so, at a third. Yeah. Okay. So... If you have eleven guys with seven or more, yeah, they're on, if, if they you have seven, you're on pace, pace for twenty-two. Okay, I mean, can you imagine if they had that many guys hit twenty bombs? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some seasons they might have two guys hit twenty bombs, and they're going to have like five or six or maybe more. We got eleven guys that are on pace to do it now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a special season, and and that's the thing that like. You just all the years that the Rays have had the kind of pitching where a four-run lead was a mm-hmm. foregone conclusion, and now it's a little bit of an adventure. Well, and that's, I, that's I sent you this this morning this. from CBS that the Rays relievers Ooh. have struck out seventeen point four percent of batters faced. That's the lowest bullpen strikeout rate in baseball. Well, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah, the average right is twenty three point eight percent. So they're six percent below that. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't have the numbers league wide. I'm gonna guess that league wide 
strikeouts are probably down. You know, the pitch clock is a factor in all this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a factor in injuries. I think we're going to find out it's the first year. I think we're going to find out it's a factor in injuries. Because just in my mind's eye, I can't imagine, you know, as someone who throws the ball with that kind of velocity for a living, that there isn't stress in your mind about a clock that's counting backwards, that you know you have to let the ball go, maybe before you're ready to, you know? Haven't seen guys just stand out there and go, you know what, I'm just going to take, take this ball right here. I'll take the penalty. I'm not ready. It happens. Um, but more often than not, you know, they're kind of hurrying through uh, their delivery and, and trying to, you know, trying to chuck it up there at the last second or two. And that's got to add to stress, man. If, it, if you're stressed and your arm is stressed and your body's not relaxed and you're not throwing from the same arm slot every single time, I mean, like I said, if you play catch and, and see how quickly you can catch the ball and get rid of it, do that for a little bit while. I guarantee you, I used to play it all the time your arms are going to start to drag a little bit because you're not mechanically sound. You're not taking your time um, and making sure that everything is in rhythm. And, you know, I, th- I think that's going to be a story to watch. I think we're going to have to see what ramifications all these new rules have. You know, we're seeing the batting averages go up. That's for sure. If you're a left-handed bat, you get, you know, the shifts, the lack of shifts is certainly helping you. You're seeing stolen bases go up. But an adverse effect might be on the pitch clock that, you know, these guys are gonna are gonna have some injuries or even more injuries. I don't know. Like this is all new territory. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Look, it, it was a big win. They needed to bounce back. Uh, they have a chance to win the series today mm-hmm. and against Toronto, which you know was what they've done in the American League East. Toronto has struggled in the East. That's that's why they are where they are. Um, and yeah, it, it's you know everything's fine. Now let's see. Let's see if you can name. You know, let's see if you can name the two pitchers that have started 8-0 for the race. All right. On the surface, I don't know how I don't give the guy this. Um, because if I didn't say him, then I would be like, oh, of course. And I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to say David Price is one. You are wrong. Okay. <laughs> See, it was too obvious. All right. I'll have to go back. There was a player, and I think I know the answer to that. I really do. So what year did the Rays, they went to the World Series in what, 2008? Correct. Okay. Did this? Did one of these pitchers pitch for the Rays in 2008? No. The, did uh, not pitch for the 08. Neither team pitched for the 08 race. Or neither player, I should say. Ooh, wow. Wow. Um, well, that makes it tough. Okay. I'm going to give you one. I, th- I know I'm wrong about this. I think I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about this. Matt Moore. That is correct. In 2013. Okay. Finished seventeen and, and four that year. Yep. Yep. And then the other one I'm gonna say is Helixson. No. Ah. Good guess though. Yeah. The Who's other my one, second guy. The other one's Uncle Charlie. 
Charlie Morton in 2019 started 8 now. That one was obvious. Well, how did I miss Charlie Morton? Mm-hmm. And neither one of those pitchers went to 9 and 0. So. Okay. Well, I mean, McClanahan is he's got some competition, of course, you know, in New York, but it, right now if he's not Cy Young favorite, he's Cy Young favorite one A, don't you think? Eight no a one point something ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can make an argument Zach Eflin's up there too. Well, that's true. He hadn't he hadn't lost a game either, has he? Uh he's seven and one. Oh, okay. He did lose one. All right. Yeah, they're both they're both candidates and both all star pitchers, I think, and, and I think McClanahan, who started the all star game a year ago, could start it again. Uh presumably especially if Kevin Cash has anything to do with it. But um, the guys, and here's the thing. We've talked about this all year, like the bases on balls for this whole staff, not just Mm -hmm. McClanahan, although it's glaring with him. That's been like, okay, you know, he's 7-0, he's 6-0, still hadn't pitched his best. What he did the other night against a Toronto team that is really good, I mean, one through nine, great hitters everywhere and they swing it like they don't stand up there and take strike three um for him not to walk anybody if he gets on that train if he if he starts being as efficient as he was in that game and all his pitches are working and throwing for strikes look out because that that's the first game where to me he looked like the dominant Shane McClanahan because he he just he was on he was unrelenting everything he threw was a strike and and that's why he was so efficient and if he starts doing that, and he talked about how, you know, and the other the other thing I thought was an interesting point after the game, they were like, not only did you do it against Toronto in that lineup, which is very, very good, but you did it against a team that has seen you a whole lot. You know, the Blue Jays have seen McClanahan a ton, you know, as much as any team in the American League East. And so they kind of have a book on him. You know, you know they, those hitters are really smart, and it's a really deep lineup. And so... When they go face him, they have their own plan. He had a different plan, and he executed it perfectly. He didn't even want to get into what it was, but um, you know, he was able to do that against a team that sees him a lot. This wasn't him going up against the Reds, you know. So that's what was even more impressive to me about it. No question. I mean, we talked. We've talked about his walks, and before the last two games, he had walked mm-hmm. twenty-four batters in fifty innings. Yeah. His yeah, last two games, him. his last two games, he's walked one in fourteen innings. <laughs> That's I love that about McClanahan because he he's so self critical anyway, and he knows he hasn't been you know that that part of the game has been has been off. And what you love about him is it's like, yeah, I I know what I got to do. I'm well aware of it. I will fix it. Just watch. I'm gonna do it. And he does it. He goes out and he does it. And that's that's what's so impressive about him. And this guy is a bulldog. It, it, his stuff plays anywhere, in any park, in any era. I mean, he he's a left-handed pitcher that can throw a hundred, and has four plus pitches, four that he can throw them all for strikes. Um, so he, he he arguably is the best left-hander in baseball right now. I mean, you know, without without much imagination, you could say that. Mm-hmm. But what I love about him is he's never satisfied. He he knows there is more, and he embraces who he is. Um, and it's going to be between him and Garrett Cole. I mean, frankly, I mean, like those are the two guys that are going to be 
you know, battling this out. Yeah, you got Joe Ryan for the Twins, former Rays prospect Joe Ryan, who's former seven Rays. and seven yeah. and one with a two two one ERA. So I mean, he and Pretty McClanahan good. are uh, to- were mm-hmm. tops in baseball and wins. McClanahan now passes him with his eighth win tonight. But yeah. Speaking of reliable, this is called a segue in the business. How about you rely on a company that can save you money on your electric bill? We've been talking about them. You know them. You love them. you got to get them. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years in the area. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Where are you going to get that? Plus, with every installation, you get 700 and $50 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That is what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. They're going to customize it specifically to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, and that's important. All those guys up there on the roof, those are Billy Mays guys. You know who's doing your job. Who's doing that job? Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar. It's at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of those appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, congratulations are in order. We have a first. Sickles High School, the Gryphons, have won their first state baseball title. How about that? Finished thirty and two on the season, including victories in their last twenty-two games. Wow, that's so impressive! So impressive in in an area like this one, um, where where it's a you know a baseball-rich factory, really, in the Tampa Bay area. I mean, I think Jesuit went back to the state. They lost, if I'm not mistaken, um, their effort to repeat as champions. But uh, so many great teams, and at that level, I mean, that's a high, high level. Uh, Sickles is a big high school, so I know they're playing in one of the higher divisions. I, re- I mean, our best year, I, I played at Dixie Hollins, and we won, I think we were 25-1. and one. We had a tie because it got dark. It was, we were like the Cubs. We didn't have lights. Uh, but uh, it, it's hard to win 20 games. And if you win 20-something in a row in high school baseball in this area in Tampa Bay, man, you're, you're loaded. You're you're. You're studly. So, yeah, congratulations. That's, a, that's something those guys will talk about for 50 years. You know, it's really impressive. So congratulations to them for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, speaking of baseball, the Rays will wrap up their series businessman special at 110 today. It'll be, uh, what, the Toronto's throwing Alex Manoa Mm -hmm. and... The Rays are countering with Zach Eflin, right? Yes, great pitching matchup. Yeah, so it'll probably be over by, I'm guessing, before 3 o'clock, <laughs> which, which is great, man. Those guys are both efficient. We'll just roll through it. But, yeah, chance to win the series, win three out of four against the Blue Jays, um, something to look forward to for sure. 
You can submit your mailbag questions. We'll do that tomorrow. Um, had a good one today. We'll do that tomorrow and do that by sending them to us online uh, on Twitter, in fact, at, N- at NFL Stroud. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB uh, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. we got the approaching Memorial Day weekend. It's all coming together. We'll be back tomorrow. For Steve Erston, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 